Are you ready? Get your free Wausau Cyclones Hockey Pint Glass presented by Budweiser this Friday and catch all the excitement on Saturday as the team makes their playoff push. Puck drops to 7-10 both nights. Reserve your seats at wausaucyclones.com. Go Cyclones! What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Cyclones back with you, as always, for another episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey. I believe this is episode 24, and uh, it's going to be a short and sweet one. Uh, just one game to talk about, and uh, no Coach Bailey, no Zach Surway, so it'll just be me for a few minutes here. And then we'll get you off to uh, a great little interview with Derek Cagle, a defenseman for the Wausau Cyclones. Talk to him for about 15, 16 minutes. Uh, we talked a lot about the current state of the team, um, what's going to happen the rest of, uh, or what their goals are for the rest of the season, and then, of course, a lot about his own hockey history and uh, his success, especially on the power play so far this year. So make sure um, to uh, stick around and check out that interview with Derek Cagle. Um, as I said, there is only one game to talk about, but it was a thriller as the Milwaukee Cyclones head, excuse me, the Wausau Cyclones head down to Milwaukee and take on the power uh, last weekend. And they ended up battling to a 6-5 to five victory. But thankfully for the Cyclones, they were able to get it done in regulation. Uh, a big extra point uh, being earned with that win in regulation, especially after being taken to overtime the previous weekend uh, by the St. Louis Blues. And uh, let's uh, let's break it down. Let's get to it. The shots on goal were led by the Milwaukee Power, forty-one to thirty-six. Uh, so Zach Dojan getting the start in between the pipes, making thirty-six saves on forty-one shot attempts, uh, playing real, playing pretty well uh, overall. And um, it looks like uh, looks like his numbers are a little bit messed up. Maybe he was pulled uh, for a bit in the third. I admittedly did not watch the game on hockey TV. Uh, but it says he only played for uh, 46 total minutes, so not quite sure what happened there. But either way, uh, Dojan with a nice game, doing uh, enough and making some uh, big saves as his team gets outshot and uh, helps his team to a victory. Uh, it was a tale of two periods, uh, as we've seen before uh, at the NA3 level. Uh, things all going, everything going your way in the first period kind of uh, change your luck kind of turns around and changes in the second period, and then you got to battle it out uh, in the third period, and that's exactly what we had here as Hayden Shoemake, Gage, and Gage Veers, but twice uh, would score in the first period. Uh, Pavel Bakhtin and Tanner Chapman assisting the Shoemake goal, and then Wesley Coquet and Dominic Bourdon, along with Wesley Coquet again, uh, helping Gage Veers, but to get in the in the uh, score column. For two separate on two separate occasions in the first period, the lone Milwaukee Power goal came from former Wausau Riverwolf uh, Ben Creamers. Uh, but as I mentioned, it was all Cyclones. They take a three to one lead into the first intermission. Then Cullen Mooring uh, joins the party and opens the scoring just three minutes and 40, 54 seconds into the second period. So Wausau Cyclones now are up four to one. All of a sudden, something snaps in the Milwaukee Power. And they go on their own 4-1 to one run, uh, ultimately tying this game with 4 minutes and 10 seconds, or excuse me, 4 minutes and 10 seconds into the third period. Uh, two goals happened in the second period for the Cyclones, the Cullen Mooring one, which I just mentioned, and then a shorthanded goal for Nolan Gifford, uh, the, uh, the 
first shorthanded goal in quite a while for the Cyclones, but Blake Neal assisted him. Uh, Giff was able to uh, net that one shorthanded. Uh, but of course, when you score a power play goal, you still got to come back, kill off the rest of the penalty, and Michael Delaley uh, would get it right back on the remainder of that power play as he would put one in the back of the neck. Net Easton Nick uh, also scored just a minute after that as well. So what was a uh, potential blowout in the favor of the Cyclones, now a very close game heading into the third period. Milwaukee's captain Mason Osmus would uh, score first, but ultimately uh, to tie the game, but ultimately Wesley Koke with just one minute even on the clock in regulation, took a pass from CJ Zins, blew it past the goaltender and ultimately won it for the Cyclones in regulation. So so a very, very exciting game. Ultimately, the Cyclones able to get that win, uh, but two shorthanded goals were scored, uh, by the way. That first period goal belonging to Ben Kramers from Milwaukee was also shorthanded. Uh, so interesting uh, interesting score sheet, interesting stat sheet here. 11 goals scored, two of them being shorthanded, and then, of course, the Milwaukee power play goal. Ultimately, all that matters is a victory and a victory in overtime, and that is exactly what your Wausau Cyclones were able to accomplish uh, now looking forward to this weekend, in comes the Wilmar Warhawks. Of course, the Warhawks um, beat the Cyclones a couple of times already on the season. So the Cyclones are uh, going to be looking for a bit of revenge. Uh, the uh, Warhawks down in Wilmar were able to outscore the Cyclones 11-2, to so probably the largest uh, weekend gap as far as scoring that the Cyclones have faced all season long. I'm sure they're going to look to return the favor as Wilmar comes up to Milwaukee, or excuse me, up to Wausau this weekend. Uh, don't forget, we've been talking about it for the last bunch of episodes. We got the pint glass giveaway. We got lots of other exciting stuff going on. So try and make it down to the Marathon County Ice Arena if at all possible. If not, I will see you over on Hockey TV. Also, make sure you check out last week's episode of Inside Cyclones Hockey if you have not already. Mitch Miskovich uh, sat down with me for 45 minutes. We had an extended conversation about just the life of a goaltender, his journey so far. Lots of other uh, great stuff that we talked about as well. So uh, make sure you check out last week's interview with Mitch. Uh, we got Derek Kegel for about 20, 15, uh, 18 minutes uh, coming up right after this. Appreciate you, as always, listening to the podcast and supporting the team. You can find us on your favorite social media at Wausau Cyclones. I am at Senholes on Sport on Twitter. This is Inside Cyclones Hockey. We'll be right back with Kegel after this. All right, Cyclones fans. You've heard us talking about Apex Learning Virtual School and how it's a flexible online program with hundreds of NCAA-approved courses. But what we haven't told you is that you don't have to enroll as a full-time student to take advantage of their program. Let's say you need to free up your mornings or afternoons and you want to just take a class or two online, you can do that too. If you need to retake a class to improve your grade for NCAA eligibility, ALVS does that as well. Most traditional high schools will take credits from Apex Learning Virtual School. As a matter of fact, thousands of students uh, who are enrolled in traditional schools take summer classes each and every year with ALVS. As you can see, ALVS isn't just for hockey players. Have a child that could benefit from online learning? They offer courses in grades 6 through 12, and any student can enroll in their full-time program 
or enroll part-time just taking the courses that they need when they need them. Learn about both opportunities on their website at www.alvs.com. All right, and welcome back inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me now for this week's Players Only segment, uh, not the reigning NA3HL uh, Central Division Star of the Week, but he was last week's Star of the Week. It is uh, yeah. number 16 defenseman Derek Kegel. Uh, Derek, thanks for taking a few minutes here, and I guess let's just start right there. Uh, you were uh, you got those honors. I know I think Gage maybe um, was the uh, was either right before or right after you. I can't remember. He's won a few of them. But um, a lot of players across the NA3, and you were chosen as the star of the week. Got to feel good when you uh, are, you know, recognized in that kind of way. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a good little ego boost getting star of the week and, you know, getting on the Twitter page and all that stuff. So it's really fun. Well, when you have uh, six six assists or uh, five assists, whatever it was over the course, I think it was six assists, yeah, over the course of two yeah. games, uh, pretty much no question uh, you you at least uh, deserve a shot at Star of the Week, and, and you were awarded that, so congratulations. Uh, you can head over you. and see that posted on, on Twitter uh, for listeners if you are interested. We're going to talk more about your uh, six-assist weekend in just a little bit here, but uh, as I always do, uh, I start these things off. Kind of just tell me a little bit about your background in hockey, uh, where you where you ended or where you started playing hockey, uh, when you kind of ended up making the the choice like, hey, this is what I want to do after high school, maybe try and make a career out of this. I know you played in the NAP, so you've been traveling and playing high level hockey for a while. But where did it all uh, kind of start? Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, I'm from St. Louis, born and raised there, uh, played hockey there my entire life. I made the uh, the AAA Blues team, my U15 year of midget hockey, and then uh, switched over to Car Shield the next year, and that was that. Played uh, played up until my second year of 18s, then aged out, and then uh, luckily I have a an A3 team in St. Louis also, so I spent a year there as well. And that storyline that you started in St. Louis in the NA3 uh, plays a big part of uh, what I wanted to talk about this season. By the way, your jump in just production and overall points I mean, looking all the way back to 2017, if you add up all the points for all the other teams you played for, looks like about 14 points over the course of four seasons or so. You've already got 14 points this season alone. You had 16 points last season. Um, so what's been uh, – what have you noticed? Like what's been um, – what happened? Like what's been the uh, a difference in now your ability to, to really kind of put points on the stat sheet versus when you were younger? Yeah, I mean uh... – I guess that's what it says on my elite prospects, right? The that's I'm looking right on the uh, I'm looking right on the Cyclones page at your at your season history all the way back uh, through the 16U showcase regular season, right. 18U regular season. So maybe they aren't as updated as uh, as as they should be. Yeah. But uh, regardless, it seems like you're putting up more points at this point in your career. So how'd you kind of get there? Definitely. Uh, Definitely age plays a big role in that. I mean, uh, maturing over the past few years definitely helped with my game. You know, uh, got a lot bigger and stronger, especially faster. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like I've constantly gotten better each year. Well, and um, at that, uh, you know, that, that, that makes total sense. And then what I wanted to talk to you about regarding St. Louis is if you break down your points this year, uh, your old squad, you played for them last year, as you mentioned. You got 14 total points this year. Nine of them have come against St. Louis. You've scored in four different games against St. Louis. Is that 
a revenge type thing? Is that like, you know, the goalies, you know, the guys there. So you kind of, uh, you've been able to get the best of them. What is it that brings out the best in you when you play your old squad? It is kind of cool playing against them because this is my first year moving away from home and playing hockey. And so, uh, I mean, I take it just like every other game, but it, it definitely is different playing against them. It's kind of weird too. that being my team from last year. Right. And, um, it, Obviously, uh, in a little bit of a better situation this year, St. Louis currently at the bottom of the Central Division. Uh, While well, you guys are, are battling for that third or fourth spot, so we're definitely happy to have you here. Um, but six assists over the course of two games, four of them coming in one game. What were you seeing that night? Like, obviously, um, assists have been a big, big thing for you this year. One goal, 13 assists. Um, and it helps that you play with a bunch of guys who can put the puck in the net at a higher rate as well. But what were you seeing on the ice that night? Four assists, incredible night, no matter who you are. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, it was special. I've never I don't think I've ever had a weekend with that many points before, but uh, it definitely helps playing with some of the guys here that can put the puck in the back of the net. I mean, it just makes my job really easy as a defenseman. And uh, I feel like a lot of them were on the power play also. You know, Hayden Shoemaker in the uh, in the middle spot there and CJ Zins up top. Yeah, 100%. You are uh, currently leading uh, the team uh, as far as power play points with 10. And interestingly, uh, your only goal on the season has come via the power play as well. So you're a massive, massive part of that power play unit. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the power play because really no other way to put it for a while there in the middle of the season. You guys were struggling. Like you were getting chances. You were setting up, setting up things on offense, but you just couldn't get the puck to cross the goal line for like quite a while. And now lately, I mean, it's just been goal after goal after goal on the power play. Uh, You guys scored three straight power play goals, two games in a row against St. Louis, got another power play goal, um, or it was a shorthanded goal, excuse me, uh, in Milwaukee. But overall, these last bunch of weeks, I mean, the power play has just been on fire. Yeah, I mean, uh, during the middle there, there was a little slump. But, uh, you know, us five knew that we were uh, still moving the puck around well and getting the chances. So we just had to wait patiently and uh, keep doing what we were doing and uh, we're being rewarded now. Well, and as I mentioned, 10 power play points, <laughs> nine of them being assists. What is it that do you just get like extra amped up for the power play or what is it that allows you to affect the game so heavily on the power play? Uh, and I don't want to say not so much on five on five, because obviously you have an, a huge impact five on five. You got a positive plus minus all of that stuff, but 10 power play points and uh, only four when it comes to five on five. What is it about the power play that uh, just brings out the best in you? I don't know. I've just always felt that way since uh, since maybe my U16 year being on the power play just came naturally to me, I guess. And uh, it definitely helps playing with uh, the rest of the guys out there. Well, um, it seems like you know, power play or not, when you get going, like you usually get going, you have yourself a pretty good night. You've got points in six different games this year. Four of them are multi-point nights. Um, Do you ever feel that coming into a game? Like, you know, you just feel like this is my night. You know, I'm seeing things, seeing things more clearly. My passes are a little bit more crisp. Um, How do you do that? You know, multi-point nights almost every time you get on the score sheet. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I try and take every game as it is, you know, just one game at a time. But, uh, yeah, I mean, once once I get the first point, I guess it just heats up after that. I can't really explain it. Put it into words for you. It just sort of happens. 
I guess it's kind of like, you know, they say in basketball or whatever else, like once you take the the cover off the bucket, like it looks bigger, things just, you just get going, yeah. you know? Um, so yeah. yeah, it's just, that's just a thing for athletes. And obviously, uh, obviously you're one of them, but four of six uh, games this year with multi-points, uh, that's pretty impressive. Another thing that's kind of interesting, uh, obviously your defenseman, uh, you've been with uh, Will Britton for a while now, who's the only, uh, one of the only lefties, but five out of the seven of you guys yeah. are right-handed defensemen. Does that cause any problems? Do you care? Do you ever care what side uh, you play you play on? Or how do you guys uh, manage that with five righties? Uh, me personally, I don't care at all what side I'm on. I mean, no, I normally play uh, on the left side anyways. So, I mean, it's definitely different because most teams I've been on have had a good spread of lefties and righties. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we make it work. So, well, and there's so many left handed players. It's not in- broken. Right. Oh, exactly. Uh, there's so many left-handed players in hockey in general. It just, it's strange to me that you get a group of seven guys and five of them are right-handed and then you lose yeah, one of the probably. lefties. So you guys have been playing six deep basically. So five mm-hmm. out of the six of you, uh, have been, uh, or are, are, are right-handed. So I just thought that was kind of interesting to point out. Yeah. Um, let's talk about, uh, last weekend's game a little bit. Uh, I wanted to talk to coach Bailey about this, but, um, I probably won't talk to him till next week. So uh, you're the lucky one that gets to answer these questions, but you end up winning six to five against Milwaukee after leading. um, Oh, let's see. What was the score here? So it was three to one at the end of the first, but overall you guys were on a four to one run. Then Milwaukee turns things around. They go on a four to one run of their own. Uh, So we've seen it in other games as well, but this one, like a perfect example, you guys are are riding high. Everything's going your way after the first period, you come out, everything changes in the second period. What are the typical vibes? Like, what do you guys say to each other? What's a typical coach Bailey message between the second and third period? Uh, I think we have a lot of positivity in the locker room and that definitely helps. Uh, coach Bailey's a great coach. He, uh, he usually knows the right things to say and when to say them, but, uh, but yeah, going to, uh, during that game, uh, second period is definitely something we need to change, you know, year round for every opponent we play. But uh, yeah, we always find a way to turn it around, it seems like. So just need to fine tune a couple things and then get her going. And you guys have uh, you guys have worked some engineered some miracles at the end of games recently. Yeah. Uh, Dominic Bordon scoring uh, uh, against St. Louis with uh, just. 30 whatever seconds on the clock to force it to overtime. You end up winning in a shootout. This time it's West Coke gets to play the hero uh, scores with exactly a minute left in the game. Um, You guys just get extra fired up at the end there. Do you like playing? uh, Do you like when you have to pull your goalie or or what is it? uh, I hate pulling the goalie. First of all, since you asked that, yeah, that's probably the worst thing, uh, worst feeling in the game, but, uh, no, we always turn it on at the end of games. I feel like uh, it's I don't a, know. Good teams, good a, teams find a way to win. So exactly, I, that's I like exactly the road I was about to head down. Like it's it's a good, it's a positive, uh, strong suit of you guys that like you know when the going gets tough, when you need one, when you're in a pinch, you've been able to been able to come through. You've been able to do it, and and lesser teams and you know teams that have been here in Wasa in the past simply have not had that attribute and that's how you end up uh, losing close yeah. games. And you guys have won a lot of close games this year. And uh, especially um, in a situation where you're trying to make a playoff push, you're playing a team who you probably should beat in Milwaukee. Uh, if you let that minute go by, you end up going to overtime. 
that's another point that you could have had that's now gone. So uh, exactly. that, was a, that was a big time regulation win for you guys. Yeah. In the locker room before the game too, we were talking about, you know, we don't want to be waiting later on in the season to see what happens like in terms of playoff spots. So uh, we wanted to snag those two points right away. Exactly. Control your own destiny. Uh, yeah. It's always the best, no matter, no matter what sport you're in. So um, we're already halfway through January. Uh, obviously, playoffs are – you guys are coming down to it. Uh, playoffs are around the corner. Has there been a lot of talk about a possible playoff push? Is that something that's really on the forefront of your guys' mind, or are you taking it more one game at a time, just win the games we got to win, and we'll, and we'll see what happens? I mean, yeah, that's been on our minds since the start of the season. You know, we, we all really want this really bad, and uh, we've got a good mindset going into it. But at the same time, we're just taking it one game at a time. You know, each game – starting i'd say this last game is a playoff game for us now so uh yeah and you got uh a a couple more opportunities to steal a win from um you know the upper echelon teams that you've already been able to do uh such as the Mm -hmm. grizzlies and if you can steal one or two more from oregon and then beat the teams you got to beat i think you guys have positioned yourself uh really really well just a couple more questions here for you um i've been asking all the skaters this because i played goalie my whole life have a soft spot for goalies. I broadcast from like a goalie standpoint of view. You guys got a great group of guys, you know, from Dojan to Mitch to even, uh, you know, even Burke when he's had a chance to play. Uh, how much confidence does it give you guys as a group of skaters that maybe even if you go down one or two early, like, you know, that those guys aren't going to lose their heads. They're going to keep performing their best all the way through. All you got to do is, you know, play your game, put the pucks in the net. You're going to end up making a comeback. It, it's got to be a good feeling as a skater just to have, no matter who's in between the pipes, like you got confidence in them. Yeah, it's a great feeling. I mean, it definitely a huge weight off of the shoulders of the players, I'd say. And uh, when you have a 1A, 1B goalie like that, it's pretty, uh, pretty special. So we like to uh, we like to pump their tires a lot. Yeah, I always love to see when, whenever you guys go over and, uh, you know, you give them uh, support or hugs or a fist bump or whatever yeah. it is, you know, after a good or bad situation. Uh, I've been on plenty of teams and been around plenty of goalies that just do not have that support. You know, teammates don't treat them very well. And that's just not good for anybody, you know? Um, So I I love, I love to see that out of you guys. And and the goalies, uh, they love each other too. They're always the first ones to hug each other and congratulate each other, which is also something that you don't necessarily see on every like competitive team, uh, you know, such as you guys. Um, Last question uh, before I let you kind of uh, take the floor, if you got anything you want to bring up or talk about, who's the best NHL player, uh, who's the best Chell player on the team? You guys play many tournaments. Um, I've uh, heard in, I've uh, heard in recent years. I've heard from a few other people a couple of names, but who's the uh, who's the best Chell player? It's myself. Nobody can beat me. Really? All right. Yeah. Pe- people have tried, but they they fail. All right. So anyone like who says it. difference lying. Are, uh, are you guys rocking the twenty two? I hope you got the newest version already. Yeah. Yeah. We got that. I don't have it, but we have uh, multiple Xboxes here at the apartment, so we 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 rip that every now and then. Good deal. But yeah, no, it's me uh, easily. All right, all right. I would like to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we got to set up like a public, like you know, Cyclones uh, take on the public type tournament or whatever. We match you guys up against, uh, or maybe we match you up uh, with a fan and you can play like two player against each other. That'd, that'd be something. Yeah, we, uh, maybe yeah, I'll bring that Twitch up. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's all about those Twitch numbers. Uh, who's your billet fan or not your family, but who do you live with, uh, on the team? Uh, so the team was nice enough to get us an apartment, uh, four people. It's me, Gage Verespa, CJ Zins and Zach Dojan. Sounds like a pretty good so, uh, group of guys. 
yeah no it's nice so i'm i'm here in me and gage's room right now and then cj and zach sleep together in the other room good deal i actually i texted gage earlier i don't know if he told you or not because zach yeah, gave me. me gage's number and i'm like hey hey derek uh, can you hop on the podcast and he just texted back this is gage haha and i was like <laughs> i saw that sorry dude no he let me know that i was on it so i kind of knew the text was coming good deal good deal well uh, I kept you longer than I said I would, but I appreciate it. And uh, anything else uh, you got on your mind or anything you want to bring up before I let you go? Uh, yeah, I got nothing. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Of course, man. And uh, uh, don't be shy. If you see Derek uh, after a big win or on the rink or whatever, come up. I'm sure he'll he'll sign some autographs and uh, take pictures and whatever. I know all you guys love to do that. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Obviously, you guys got a big chance for revenge against Wilmar, one of your uh, toughest losses of the year. You got a chance to mm-hmm. uh, get them back on home ice. And, of course, good luck the rest of the season. Keep killing it on the power play. Um, it, teams just refuse to, to stop getting penalties against you guys. You know, St. Louis was a perfect example. It's just like, hey, the power play is lighting you up. How about you don't go to the box five more times this period, yet they yeah. continue to, and you guys are making them pay. Yeah, we'll take it, though. We want them to keep doing that. So, Exactly. So, all right, man. Thanks a lot, and uh, good luck. We'll see you around the ring. Absolutely. Have a good night. You as well. That is defenseman number 16 for the Cyclones, Derek K. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com.